Warning, this podcast contains foul language, sexual situations, and discussions of drugs and drinking. Yeah. Welcome Welcome to to Fuck Shakespeare. Shakespeare, a podcast for the Shakespeareanly challenged. And anyone who really enjoys some saucy dick jokes. Teachers, we might insult you a little bit, sorry. Okay, everybody, enjoy! Hey, I'm Diana. And I'm Erin. And this is... Fuck Shakespeare. Yes, it is. We are still in fucking Act 3. <laughs> Can you believe it? Yes, because Act 3 is where all this shit happens. Damn, it's long and it's packed with so many giant events. Things. Yeah. Giant things. Giant things. Giant emotions. Giant yeah. uh, consequences. Punishment. Giant... Wedding nights. and Yeah. Yeah. Sex, death, <laughs> love, and money, right? Yeah. Isn't there a song mm-hmm. that goes like yeah, that? something like that. Videotape is the only one that's messy. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you're too young for that. Yeah, well, no. Um, it was a Jeopardy question yesterday. Was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, so we are, we get to see their wedding night. Well, we don't get to witness it. We get to see the preamble and the post-amble. Yeah. Post-amble. <laughs> They're ambling. <laughs> so the stage directions have them arriving at the balcony. So that you can see them together, you know, as if they walked out. To after. cool off. Yeah. <laughs> cool off. <laughs> to dry the sweat on their brows. Right. And you know how Juliet said, parting is such sweet sorrow the last time? She ain't got no idea. Now she's really going to find out how awful it is and being <sighs> away from him. Yeah. And this is all they get. Uh, there was a short scene that we skipped. Yeah. Where Capulet agrees, he meets with Paris. I don't think we, we haven't even talked about Paris, have we? Um, we Next we, episode, we touched on him very briefly. Very briefly, but um, we are actually going to talk about him in the next episode. So heads up on that. Well, but let's just say who he is because because you brought him up yeah. and Capulet meets with him. It's it's the guy who has been chosen as the proper suitor. For Juliet. Oh, yeah, we brought him up in the w- Meet the Women scene. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Paris, oh, yeah, where they talk about him and like he's an open book and he's a guy without pants. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Something like that. Yeah, they got all hot and bothered, Lady Cap and the nurse, about Paris and how handsome he is. But so he's Juliet's suitor and he's the one, as Aaron said, that's been picked. And Capulet has agreed that he should marry Juliet in two days because he thinks that will help. To alleviate some of the grief in their family. From Tybalt's death, remember? Yeah. Remember Tybalt? <laughs> so long ago. So they're going to come in. Because with that, that always works too, right? Like, sure. oh, someone killed my nephew, so let's throw a wedding. That'll be good. Sure. It'll make us feel better. Everybody will forget. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. Um, so they have this beautiful wedding night after conversation and then the world starts intruding mm. on their happiness right right kind of in order of kindness right yes. the nurse comes first right and she does love and respect and hope the best for Juliet and she's privy to their alliance and right so and she knows Juliet better than either of her parents oh, yeah. do for sure so, so she know. comes to warn them yep well you gotta go Because the parents are coming this morning now to talk to him. 
right? Then Lady Capulet comes in because she's being charged with bringing the happy news. I cannot wait to tell you. You're going to be gonna... a bride. It's going to be, be great. I kind of picture her like RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> so we should talk about casting. That's a good one, RuPaul for <laughs> Lady Capulet. We'll have to play with that before yeah, next yeah. episode. Yeah, okay. Well, because, you know, men were playing these parts. Of course. Right? Of yeah. course. <laughs> so. And we get to see Juliet be powerful. Yeah, she stands up. For just a short bit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And that's cool. Very cool. She's um, a, she's a, well, you know I love her. Yeah. I don't love anybody love else in this too. play, but yeah. I love her. Yeah. And then finally we're going to see the nurse betray her. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, okay. So, but when we get to that, we're going to talk about yeah. the politics of the nurse betraying right. her because it isn't like. And the stakes. Right. And the yeah. stakes. Well, that's what I meant. The, yeah. the, the, the nurse isn't betraying her out of malice. No. The nurse isn't betraying her out of being a liberty gibbet. The nurse is betraying her because she herself has been threatened. So Self-preservation. It's self-preservation. Right. And also preservation of Juliet. She thinks, she truly thinks it would be the best thing for her. And, you know, if Juliet hadn't met Romeo, I mean, Paris is a perfectly lovely choice, right? Who knows? I mean, Who knows know. what would have happened, right? But he seems like a gentle soul. Yeah. Maybe not exactly her cup of tea. Right. Not interesting enough for her, but it wouldn't right. have been <laughs> right. bad. Not He's smart not enough for her. And gross, no. right? Right. Yeah. So yeah. her father did try to choose well. Anyways. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Juliet and Romeo? Appear at the balcony. Sweaty. And trying to figure out if it's morning or not. (laughs) Wilt thou be gone? It is not yet near day. It was the nightingale, and not the lark that pierced the fearful hollow of thine ear. Nightly she sings on yon pomegranate tree. Believe me, love, it was the nightingale. Yeah, so if anyone in a trivia thing says, which play of Shakespeare's is the word pomegranate used? <laughs> there it is. There Stands it is. Out. But so we have the comparison of two birds who are uh, harbingers of either nighttime or daytime. It was the lark, the herald of the morn, no nightingale. Look, love, what envious streaks to lace the severing clouds in yonder east. It's almost as if Romeo has changed places now with Juliet in the balcony scene and he's become the practical one. Well, like, okay, so let's talk about this, yeah. right? So they both just had sex for the first time, right? Yeah. Or maybe Romeo Hopefully. not. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> Romeo, maybe Romeo. Maybe, maybe Romeo, Romeo not. But, but for Juliet, certainly. And and you can imagine them in this sort of like, if it was Stupor. good sex yeah. and, and lovely and loving that they would, they right, she's in a, she's, well, she's convinced herself that the night can't end because it was so glorious and blissful and lovely and so you know she is seeing the same thing he's seeing but she's choosing to not see it that way and he you know he's right being (laughs) no sweetheart look that's the dawn breaking and to be fair he's the one that has something he stands to lose more he will die if he's found here right right so yeah the severing clouds, the clouds that cut us apart. Mm-hmm. That's wild, right? Yeah. But it's also the clouds breaking open to show the sunshine. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. Right. Also, um, severing kind of like what you do to a maidenhead when you have mm. sex. I don't know. <laughs> Continuing with poetry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Night's candles are burnt out and jocund day. Wow, all those Ds, right? Yeah. Happy fucking day. Right. Jocund is happy. Yeah. Candles. It's coming out. out. Night's candles are burnt out and jocund day stands tiptoe on the misty mountaintops. I must be gone and live or stay and die. Monosyllabic. There it is. Right. Boiled it down to we're, one thing. We're, we're, we're done with the poetry now. Yeah. Uh, although stands tiptoe on the misty mountaintops oh, is beautiful. beautiful. You can yeah. you can picture the sun, well, yeah. kind of Monty Python esque, standing yeah. on tiptoes behind the mountains, and just peeking over well, misty mountaintops. We see you, Tolkien. We know where you stole stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yon light is not daylight. I know it. I. It is some meteor that the sun exhales to be to thee this night a torchbearer and light thee on thy way to Mantua. Manchua, Manchua. Therefore, stay yet. Thou needst not to be gone. Yeah. Wow. Precursor to Hamlet. There's a lot of two Bs and not two Bs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Two B, B and, and not, not two B. B. It's right there. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, he did recycle a lot of things. Yep. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Recycle some good stuff. Yeah. Let me be tame. Let me be put to death. I am content, so thou wilt have it so. I'll say yon gray is not the morning's eye, tis but the pale reflex of Cynthia's brow. So he's back to poetry, and he's like, fine, fine, I can be taken, I can be killed, I don't care. Right. Um, Cynthia is the moon, goddess of the moon, another name for Diana. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, it's the reflection of the moon. It's fine, it's not the sun. Nor that is not the lark, whose notes do beat the vaulty heaven so high above our heads. I have more care to stay than will to go. Come death and welcome. Juliet wills it so. Okay, so a little rhyming couplet there. Yeah. Right? Will. Will is your, well, right? I have more care to stay than will to go. I care. I, 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 I want. I want. To stay, right? I care and I don't about have, staying. Right, I don't have the will to make myself head out. I don't have the willpower to leave, right? Mm-hmm. But Juliet has willpower to make me stay, mm-hmm. right? And she wants me here so bad I buckle, I kneel to her stronger power. There it is already, mm-hmm. right? right? And then he says, how is to my soul? Let's talk. It is not day. He calls her his soul again, mm-hmm. right? How Like he called her his center. Yeah. Like she is his essence. She's everything for him right now. It is. It is high, hence, be gone away. It is the lark that sings so out of tune. Yeah, fuck that fucking lark. Fuck that fucking lark. Straining harsh discords and unpleasing sharps. Some say the lark makes sweet divisions. This doth not so, for she divideth us. Good, and divisions are musical variations, right? right. So they praise the lark for being a beautiful singer, but he's separating us, right? right. And then we skip a bunch of stuff. Yep, and... Oh, now be gone, more light, and light it grows. So it's now it's clearly daylight, and he's in danger. More light and light, more dark and dark our woes. So they have another rhyming couplet. This scene should be over, but... Madam! Nurse, your lady mother is coming to your chamber. The day is broke. Be wary. Look about! Yeah, so she's the sentry, right? Mm-hmm. Get up, get up, go! Then window, let day in, and let life out. Romeo being life. Yeah. Farewell, farewell, one kiss, and I'll descend. Art thou gone so? Love, lord, I husband, friend. 
And that's beautiful. It's a rhyming couplet, descend and friend. Mm -hmm. But it's also, she names him in order of how they've been together. Yeah. So we've got, we fell in love. I said, you'd be my Lord. Then you became my husband. And now? Friend. What's friend? Lover. Yeah. It's Elizabethan slang for lover also. So you got to watch that one. It's always interesting where he throws those in. Yeah. I must hear from thee every day in the hour, for in a minute there are many days. Though by this count I shall be much in years, ere I again behold my Romeo. Farewell. So he cuts her off. He's like, don't tell me about how long it's going to be. Do not. Let's not go there. I will omit no opportunity that may convey my greetings love to thee. Another rhyming couplet, and it sounds almost formal yeah. in a way, doesn't it? Yes. It's like he's leaving a senatorial meeting or something weird. Oh, thinkst thou we shall ever meet again? I doubt it not. And all these woes shall serve for sweet discourses in our time to come. So we'll laugh about this later. Oh, God, I have an ill-divining soul. Methinks I see thee, now thou art so low, as one dead in the bottom of a tomb. Hmm. Either my eyesight fails, or thou look'st pale. Boy, there's some foreshadowing, right? They're both going to be in a tomb tomorrow. Oops, sorry. Whoops. Whoops, whoops, whoops. And trust me, love, in my eyes, so do you. Dry sorrow drinks our blood. Adieu. Adieu. Another rhyming couplet, but mm-hmm. drinks our blood. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how come they're pale, but yeah. did but they have like, vampires in Elizabethan <laughs> times? Vampires, did they yeah. believe in vampires? Uh, I don't know. Uh, interesting. I'm anyway, sure. something to look into. Yeah. And so he leaves. Adieu, adieu, definitely. Two goodbyes, and he's gone. And then Juliet's left alone. Oh, fortune, fortune, all men call thee fickle. Fuck, fuck, fuck. So many F words. <laughs> if thou art fickle, what dost thou with him that is renowned for faith? Be fickle, fortune. Man, man, she's yeah, just like, she's fuck you, fuck furious. you, fuck. For then I hope thou wilt not keep him long, but send him back. Yeah, so it's a good note to see that she's going into the next part of the scene fucking furious. Yeah. Right? So if you think Juliet's up there going, <laughs> she's not. She's angry. Oh, daughter. Oh, is that, that can be you? No. No, that's you. Me. Oh, daughter. Are you up? I love that. Oh, daughter. <laughs> My ho daughter who's just been sleeping with somebody. Who is that calls? Is it my lady mother? Well, so who's she asking? Because there's asking? nobody in the room with She's her. She's alone. <laughs> is she asking the audience? Which is always a great choice. Yes. Always a great choice. Because you bring them in. Them. Yeah, right. Because they know more than you do. <laughs> <laughs> right, they've been watching the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> is she not down so late or up so early? What unaccustomed cause procures her hither? Why the hell is my mother coming right now? She never yeah. does this. Why, how now, Juliet? Madam, I am not well. Evermore weeping for your cousin's death, as if she's put it behind her, like it's no big deal, right? It was yesterday. Yeah, and remember so what yesterday. she said yesterday when she was like, Yeah, she's like, I will never get over it. Oh my God. Now she's like, oh. It's fine. Done. What wilt thou wash him from his grave with tears? And if thou couldst, thou couldst not make him live. Therefore, have done. Some grief shows much of love, but much of grief shows still some want of wit. So you're being stupid to cry over the death of your cousin. For so long. For a whole 24, not even. Not even 24 hours. A bit harsh. (laughs) She's awful. (laughs) Let me weep 
for such a feeling loss. So shall you feel the loss, but not the friend which you weep for. So that's interesting, right? Yeah. Because Lady Cat thinks she's talking about Tybalt. Mm -hmm. and but Juliet, she uses the word friend. friend. And Juliet hears it as Romeo. Yeah. Feeling so the loss, cannot choose but ever weep the friend. Throwing those words right back at her yeah. mama. Uses the very same words and she's meaning something different. So real heads up here going forward is that Juliet speaks things that sound different to Lady Cat, just like we've been talking all along about sounding different to the groundlings than they do sound to the guys with their asses on the cushions. Right. These things sound very different depending on who's receiving them. But so let's let's just stop with that for a second. So you guys, you people who are in your teen years, you know that oftentimes you and your parents will say something that sounds one way to one of you and means something else to the other one. So yeah. like this happens in multiple kinds of relationships, right? Where you think you're being clear in your communication, but the other person's filter is a different filter than yours. So they take it in differently. That's why it's always a great idea in communication to do active listening and repeat back to people when, when it's a heavy subject, like to say, I hear I, what I hear you saying is, is this. Yeah. And then that person has the opportunity to say, no, that's not what I meant at all. Uh, yeah. And you can actually communicate well. Active listening is a great skill. If no one's taught it to you, that's all it is. If I say to Diana... I really hate that that fucking tree drops leaves on my lawn. So what I hear you saying is you want to cut down that tree. Oh, no, I don't want to cut down the tree. Yeah. I just, I, I'm frustrated because my lawn is getting killed by the leaves. Ooh. Do you see how that works? So, yeah. right, if she thought I wanted to cut down the tree, she might be magnanimous and go out and get a chainsaw and cut the tree down for me. <laughs> but I don't want I'm the tree gone. I'm my friend. Right, exactly. <laughs> get it? Okay, sorry. Okay. Side zip, side. We were both on a soapbox there. Yay! Yay. But good communication will yeah. save you lots of heartache in the future. Yeah. Good communication with your parents, good communication with your friends, good communication with your lovers, with your teachers. I mean, literally, it can be a lifesaver. For you. Yep. All right, so we're going to see some convoluted communication here. Well, girl, thou weeps not so much for his death as that the villain lives which slaughtered him. What villain, madam? That same villain, Romeo. Okay. We're going to pause again and get on our soapbox. I apologize that we're breaking up the rhythm of the play here. But. That's what we're supposed to do. Right. <laughs> so in your Folger Shakespeare that you're probably reading. Or God forbid you're no fear Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to have a whole talk about that. But anyway. In parentheses before this line it says aside. So that they have Juliet making an aside perhaps to the audience turning or perhaps away. right turning yeah. away from her mother. Villain and he be many miles asunder. But what if she just said that out loud? And well let's talk about what are the consequences Right? Right. So how does that change the conversation if it's just out loud? Right. And also, right. we talked a little bit about editors. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> My turn on the soapbox. <laughs> um, editors have their own ideas and they also have their own egos. Yep. Right? And so they want, they, they don't want to think, what is my job here? I don't have anything to do. You know, because the thinking mind is always like, I have to be important in some way. 
So they jump in and they put in little things. And some of them might be harmless little things like exclamation points, whatever. Okay, fine. But then they'll put in things like asides, thinking that they know what Shakespeare meant. You can't, unless you go back in time in your time machine and ask him, you can't know that that's what he meant. Right. And it changes the way that an actor will say it. And maybe that's not to their best interest, right? Right, right. So you have to take it with a grain of salt. And we're going to come back to that in a big way later on. In a bit. In a bit, yeah. right. So, villain, and he be many miles asunder. God pardon him, I do, with all my heart. And yet no man like he doth grieve my heart. Yeah, so I'm not crying for a villain. I'm right. crying for a lover. Right. That is because the traitor murderer lives. I, madam, from the reach of these my hands. Would none but I might venge my cousin's death. Well, she's speaking truth, right? Mm -hmm. How would it be if Juliet had the sentencing? How would it have been different? Mm -hmm. Very different. Yeah. So she's speaking the truth. We will have vengeance for it, fear thou not. Then weep no more. I'll send to one in Mantua, where that same banished runagate doth live. Shall give him such an unaccustomed dram that he shall soon keep Tybalt company. And then I hope thou wilt be satisfied. Poison. She's talking about poison. Yeah. A dram is a small little uh, bit of liquid. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so she's talking about sending a guy to Mantua with a bit of poison on the wall. Mm -hmm. And which is crazy because he meets a guy like that, but on his own, he wants it. Right. He's asking for it. Right. Indeed, I never shall be satisfied with Romeo till I behold him dead. Mm -hmm. Okay. Editors, we got a problem. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're rearranging ourselves in the booth right yeah, now. Because we're like, taking on this. a fight. Yeah. So in this, in this version, in this edited version, and I looked at a couple others and it was the same way. Um, Till I behold him, and then there's a dash, dead, dash. Is my poor heart for such a kinsman vexed? Um, so it's almost like the editors decided Juliet's going to have a little joke. Till I behold him. Uh, dead. That's, that's so lame. So lame. Because if you look in the folio, now the folio, I think we've talked about it a couple times. A little right? bit, right, right. So first they took Shakespeare's roles and they compiled them into the quartos which are called quartos because they're a quarter of a page, Yeah, right? it's a sheet of paper folded in four. Right. So that was his own actors mm -hmm. who took their own roles, those, the, the scrolls that their lines were on, and compiled them into quartos. Then the quartos were taken and put together into the folio. So these are the closest thing we have to what Shakespeare actually wrote for his own actors. Yeah. Right? And he wasn't writing for people to read these, we have to remember, except for actors. Right. He wasn't writing for publication. Plays weren't published. That just didn't happen. Right. Really. Right. They were a, an ephemeral thing. They were acted, then they were in the brains of the actors, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So it was a big deal if you lost an actor who used to play a whole bunch of different really fantastic roles. You lost those roles. They're mm -hmm. gone. That's why there are lost plays of Shakespeare's too, right? Mm -hmm. um, Fidelio. No, is it Fidelio? Don't ask me. You're the Shakespeare scholar. It's not me. <laughs> but there's, yeah, there's so-called lost plays of Shakespeare's that were 
chronicled as having been performed, but they're gone because the actors probably who played them were gone and the roles, or they were lost in fires or various things. But, you know, lost, is it's over. Right. So the first folio contains most of what was written in some way. And remember that it was all handwritten, right? Mm -hmm. So we're also getting that as a filter Right. right. So there. So and also. So if you think about Shakespeare sitting at his desk and writing out on these scrolls the parts, he may have spilled coffee. He also <laughs> may have put a period in this scroll, but not in that scroll. He yeah. may have put a a comma in this scroll and not in that scroll. He may yeah. have spelled something this way in this one and not in that one. So when they went to compile them. They themselves had to make decisions, make yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And then whoever compiled the folio had to make further decisions. And ninjas in condo. Right. Yeah. And then what we get now is what scholars have decided we should get, yeah. which isn't necessarily what Shakespeare intended. Yeah. And if you go back and you look at the folio and you look at the quartos, you can, you can compare them and it gives you information, not that you're going to do this, but you might like to for a paper. Ah, ding, 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 paper yeah. idea. Um, you might like to. How are they different? And and what does the way things are presented do to you as the reader or the actor in terms of your character development or your understanding of the story or, you know, your relationship to other characters, whatever. But it is so interesting because it does it does give you information that can be vital if you're looking at a particular passage. Yeah. And the great thing is you can consult all those different ideas and then make your own choice. Yeah, make exactly. your choice as to which one feels right to you. Yep. This one does not. This, this one doesn't. This dot, dot, dash, dot. dash, and yeah. dead. So when I read the folio, to me, it made a whole lot more sense because potentially this is what Juliet might be saying. Indeed, I never shall be satisfied with Romeo till I behold him, period. Dead is my poor heart, so for a kinsman vexed. To me, she's flipping again back and forth between Romeo and Tybalt. And Aaron might have a different idea, but... Um, so she says, I never won't... I won't be satisfied with Romeo until I behold him, until I see him again, right? She just got her first taste of sex, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So... She can't. She won't be satisfied with him until she's had a lot more of that, right? And then, dead is my poor heart. So dead is my poor heart. So for a kinsman vexed. So she's also grieving Tybalt, right? Yeah. Or the kinsman could be Romeo, and her heart is dead because he's vexed by being sent off to be banished, right? Right. So there's many many possibilities but it ain't no fucking dash dash dead yeah joke no 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 bullshit. so and the one that i'm looking at in the quarto because i have it up on my screen till i behold him comma dead is my poor heart period thus for a kinsman vexed question mark interesting yeah it could so is my heart dead because of my kinsman like maybe she's questioning herself yeah in the moment right right yeah but anyway it doesn't matter because lady cap doesn't understand what she's saying she doesn't yeah. see the struggle she just hears that she's sad about tybalt yeah and uh, she goes on to say at least in the 
you know, published version. Madam, if you could find out but a man to bear a poison, I would temper it, that Romeo should, upon receipt thereof, soon sleep in quiet. Oh, how my heart abhors to hear him named, and cannot come to him. That's true. Yeah, so she can't come. Well, she could come without him, but she can't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, she says, yeah, if you want to uh, find out the guy to bring him the poison, I will work on the poison so that it makes him sleep. Clearly, she would, you know, change it out for something else. Raspberry yeah. juice or something. Right. <laughs> uh, and, and her heart, has, <laughs> yeah, her breathing, heart right? abhors to hear him named because if it was anybody else who killed Tybalt, this would not be happening right now, yeah. right? To wreak the love I bore my cousin upon his body that slaughtered him. Mm, 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 mm. Just speaking truth, right? Mm -hmm. Lady Capulet hears it like, because I loved my cousin so much, I will kill that fucker, right? Mm -hmm. That's not what she That's means. That's not what she's saying. She's saying the love I bore my cousin, I'm going to give to Romeo, or right. I have given to Romeo, right? upon his body right all over his body all over his body because yeah. that was fun yeah and lady cap is like okay this conversation is going on a little too long find thou the means and i'll find such a man but now i'll tell thee joyful tidings girl and joy comes well in such a needy time what are they i beseech your ladyship well well and now she's gonna stall for a bit well, well, thou hast a careful father, child. So he's full of care. He cares about you. She's trying to preface this by saying your father loves you. So take it with that in mind, mm -hmm. right? One who, to put thee from thy heaviness, hath sorted out a sudden day of joy that thou expects not, nor I look not for. Madam, in happy time, what day is that? A merry, my child, early next Thursday morn. The gallant, young, and noble gentleman, the county Paris at St. Peter's Church, shall happily make thee there a joyful bride. Now by St. Peter's Church and Peter too, he shall not make me there a joyful bride. <laughs> She's like, fuck that. <laughs> no. I wonder at this haste that I must wed ere he that should be husband comes to woo. I pray you, tell my lord and father, madam, I will not marry yet, and when I do, I swear it shall be Romeo, whom you know I hate, rather than Paris. These are news indeed. Right. So the truth is, Romeo, whom you know I hate, you you think I hate him. Right. Right, right, yeah. right, right. She's speaking truth. I swear it shall be Romeo. I'll marry Romeo before I marry Paris. Right. And she's saying, I, he hasn't even come to woo me yet. And, you, yeah. and, and, it's and like, you're just marrying me. Mar right. Right. Yeah. So Lady Captain's like, fine, fucking teenagers, fine, right? Here comes your father, tell him so yourself, and see how he will take it at your hands. And in comes Capulet. And he, the first thing he sees is wife, upset, turns away, fuck, fuck. And Juliet's still crying, right? When the sun sets, the air doth drizzle dew. But for the sunset of my brother's sun, it rains down light. Yeah. She's still crying. She's still crying. He has six beats of silence because she's still crying, and he's probably not in the presence of crying women all too often, and he just doesn't know. Yeah, because Lady Cat probably doesn't know. show a lot Certainly. of emotion around him, and Juliet, no. he doesn't even really know Juliet. So, and but he assumes 
that it's for his nephew, my brother's son. Yeah. How now, a conduit girl, what's still in tears? Ever more showering? And so and he goes on with a bunch of water metaphors because he's really also stalling. And he's like, oh, this is not going to go well. Shit. How now, wife, have you delivered to her our decree? Aye, sir, but she will none. She gives you thanks. I would the fool were married to her grave. Ooh. See, see, once things come out your mouth, you can't really take them back. Yeah. So in anger, when we say things like that, we, we can't take them She's back. She's going to regret that so bad. Yeah. In a very short time. And Capulet's confused, right? Soft. Take me with you. Take me with you, wife. It's like, wait, what? hang on. Hold on. What? How? Will she none? Does she not give us thanks? Is she not proud? Does she not count her blessed, unworthy as she is, that we have wrought so worthy a gentleman to be her bridegroom? So all those words, proud, thanks, are going to come firing back. Not proud you have, but thankful that you have. Proud can I never be of what I hate, but thankful even for hate that is meant love. Oof, fuck. One more time. Yeah. Not proud you have, but thankful that you have. Proud can I never be of what I hate, but thankful even for hate that is meant, that is meant love. Oh, I can't do this. Do it's this. Meant love. No, you're right. Maybe you're right. She's thankful for the hate that, that is intended as love, right? Uh, no, yeah. no, no. Give me more. <laughs> Proud can I never be of what I hate, but thankful even for hate that is meant love. Right? No? No, it's not making any sense to yeah. me. Not proud you have, but thankful that you have. Proud can I never be of what I hate, but thankful even for hate that is meant love. I don't know. I yeah. don't know what it means. She's like, the hate, this hateful thing that you are making me do. Mm -hmm. That was intended as a lovely. Oh, that is meant, but thankful even for hate, that is meant. I get it. So meant they love. meant it she, as she a loving. It. Yeah, they meant it to be good. Yeah, loving. Okay. So again, intentions, right? Oh. Good intentions. Yeah. They mean well. They think they're choosing well. Right. Paris is kinsman to the prince. Right. He's very high status. Right. It's a great match. It's a fantastic match. Right. Right. So Capulet is. Okay, understandably upset. Not as upset as he's going to get in a second, but... Well, he's upset because he doesn't understand why she wouldn't be happy about this. Yeah. Like, this is a great match. He's a guy your age. He's wealthy. He's connected to the prince. It's good for you. It's good for our family. What is wrong with you? Because yeah. he thinks she's just sad about Tybalt. She's just being peevish. And yeah. so she, now she's just being peevish because... Yeah. So he doesn't have all the cards. He has no idea. Right. Right. So he's like, how now, how now, chopped logic, what is this? Proud, and I thank you, and I thank you not, and yet not proud, mistress, minion, you. So he has those M's, mm, right? <laughs> thank me no thankings, nor proud me no prouds, but fettle your fine joints against Thursday next. So he's like, fucking don't talk to me. Fettle is prepare. It's actually a stable term. It's like preparing a stable for a horse. Mm -hmm. you, you, you little horse bitch whatever you <laughs> i don't know mixing metaphors here but yeah fettle your fine joints against thursday next to, to go with paris to saint peter's church or i will drag thee on a hurdle thither oh so a hurdle you dragged 
criminals to the chopping block? He has to move the chopping block. The chopping block on our Yeah, hurdle. that's that wagony thing that you see criminals kneeling in when they're bringing them to the place where their head is going to get cut off. So Oy. he will put you in a criminal cart yeah. and drag and you to drag church. drag you to church. You wow. have offended the law being him, right? Yeah. He's the law. And, and he still doesn't understand what the hell this is about. She's supposed to be happy. Yeah. You're supposed to be happy. I did a nice thing for you, bitch. Yeah. You're supposed to be happy. And he ends with some really ugly stuff. Out, you green sickness carrion. Out, you baggage, you tallow face. <laughs> Let's talk about green sickness. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so green sickness, I had to look it up. Mm-hmm. It's hypochromic anemia where red blood cells don't have enough red pigment, so the patient looks pale. But in Shakespeare's day, it was thought to be a sickness of virgins, maids who chose to stay celibate. So remember in this play, everybody keeps saying how fucking old Juliet is to be getting married. Poor Juliet. She's almost 14 and she's like in danger of becoming an old maid. And so she's all like sick with the virgin sickness. And she's a tallow face. Tallow. Tallow is waxy stuff that they made candles from. It comes from animal fat. And when you burn tallow, it smells like burning animal fat. It's nasty. It's nasty. Nasty. It's white. It's very pale and goopy. And goopy. goopy. Right. Yeah. I'm going to go off on a little side tangent here, a little soapbox. Hysterical. Hysterectomy hysterectomy the removal of a uterus is based on the word hysterical which comes from an idea that was prevalent in shakespeare's time that the uterus moved around a woman's body and made her irrational and weepy and angry and a bunch of other things and women were committed to insane asylums for, for hysteria. hysteria, even up through the Victorian era, yeah. into the Edwardian era. They were, they were, they were still being committed, yeah. even into the ni- early 1900s. They were still being committed for hysteria. So the fact that we call the removal of a uterus a hysterectomy, I find reprehensible. Yeah, I, it should be called a uterectomy. Yeah. Something else. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Not to Off refer my... back to that awful history. History. Whoa. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's like, out you green sickness carrion. Out you baggage, you tallow face. Fie, fie. What are you, mad? Lady Capulet jumps in. What are you, fucking nuts? You're right. You're going to kick out our daughter? <laughs> what are you, like, crazy? Good father, I beseech you on my knees. Hear me with patience, but to speak a word. Good. So, and if you didn't know, Juliet tells you that the word beseech, anytime that's in it, embedded stage direction always means to kneel. But she also says, I beseech you on my knees. Yeah, it couldn't be more clear. You. She tells you, right? <laughs> so please, please let me talk. Don't throw me out. Let me, let me, let me, let me tell you, let me tell you yeah. some things. Hang the young baggage, disobedient wretch. So baggage, excessive stuff, right? Good stuff you don't need. I tell thee what, get thee to church a Thursday, or never after look me in the face. Speak not, reply not, do not answer me. My fingers itch. Ooh, he wants to beat her, right? Yep, yep, he's itching for a fight. He's itching to hurt somebody. Wife, 
Satan scarce thought us blessed, that God had lent us but this only child. But now I see this one is one too much, and that we have a curse in having her. Out on her, Hilding! So, <laughs> so, and Juliet oh. is their only child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Sorry, yeah, yeah. you were going to say something. I was. I'll come back to it, because yeah. this is important. So Juliet is their only child. Why? She's 13, and she's their only child. What might be some of the reasons for that? Well, in those days, a lot of babies didn't live. They yeah. died. And, and, and if you think about uh, the story of Henry VIII and his multiple mm. wives, right, um, the first several couldn't have more than the one, one baby. baby. Yeah. And, and they tried and tried and tried, but they couldn't do it. Right. Catherine of Aragon only had Mary and multiple miscarriages. Right. And Anne Boleyn only had Elizabeth yeah. and multiple miscarriages. So and think about who is on the throne right now listening to this play. Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth. She's Juliet. Fuck. Whoa, Fuck. My God. Oh. Right. That's so fucking amazing because she is the only surviving girl in a family of many multiple multiple miscarriages right <gasps> oh i just had another thought Whoa. too yeah right so in the stories we hear about queen elizabeth right she never wanted to marry she was called the virgin queen but yeah. she did have a lover yeah who she really loved a lot but she couldn't she wasn't allowed to robert marry. dudley yes and he was the last words on her lips when she died so Maybe Dudley is gone now. Oh, sad. Yeah. Oh, I got chills. Yeah. But I really made that connection like, whoa, whoa, Juliet is their only child. So also for him, like, she's it for his family line. Right. Well, that's where I was going to go. I was going to say, you know, sometimes when this is performed, you look at Capulet's, um, turning on Juliet so viciously and you're like what the fuck how does a loving father go from loving to I will beat you I will drag you in a criminal court like you are nothing you are baggage like how does he go from one extreme to the other so fast but if you think about the fact that he came in with a heart full of love yeah to this daughter that he doesn't really know and, and he's made beautiful offering. He's made this right? great uh, match for her. It's not just a great match for him and his and his wife and their household. It's a great match for her. He's because, really thinking of her, right? Yeah. It means she will have n not only will she be able to go out in society and have a real life. She'll have a fabulous life because she'll be at court. She'll be accepted in every fine household. She'll. Right. Anything she wants, she will have. Right. And so he comes to her with this heart full of love and she trounces him. Yeah. She doesn't know. And he doesn't know. Nope. Miscommunication. Miscommunication. Big one. And in those days, the father, the husband was the head of the household. And you didn't really argue. No, you never. didn't really argue. So he's doubly hurt. He's hurt as the head of the household that she would stand up to him and say no in his face. That yeah. wasn't done. But the fact that he came to her with a heart full of love and an offering of such great importance and she spit on it. Yeah. Like, I'm finally. Inconceivable. It's inconceivable. Yeah. That's all I was going to say. 
so that's the thing is that there's no there's no place where there's not a reason right for someone to behave some way right 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 exactly right? he's we not saw, a villain we saw how tybalt right so capulet's almost taking over the villain role here mm -hmm. because tybalt's gone so where's the villain we have to have a villain to propel action right mm -hmm. i wouldn't call it a villain no but something no no something like that stands in the way yeah, right something a, a challenge a bar of you know yep. something like that yep yep yeah. yep, yep. Hilding oh. also just it just means contemptible, worthless person, right? So he's right. really slung her down into the dirt, metaphorically. Whenever I've directed it, I also have him, you know, push her from him and just like she falls and that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. So the nurse has to step in. God in heaven, bless her! You are to blame, my lord, to rate her so. Right, being berate, yell at her. And so Capulet, so he's in the room with the three major women in his life. Mm -hmm. He cannot beat his wife. He cannot beat his daughter. But that nurse is a servant. She's taken her life in her hands here. And why, my lady wisdom, hold your tongue. Good prudence, smatter with your gossips. Go. I speak no treason. Oh, no God ye God den. That's, um... That means... Goodbye, but it means like good fucking bye. Like get the fuck out of my space. <laughs> May not one speak? Peace, you mumbling fool. I think with that explosive pee he hits her. I do. Yeah, that makes sense. It really makes sense. And then he finishes this utter your gravity or a gossip's bowl, for here we need it not. And Lady Capula jumps right in, so it's a shared line, and she says, You are too hot. Not hot. Yeah, like, and that really indicates that he went over the top yep, in some way. She would not normally speak against him. Never. But she jumps into like, dude, you have to calm down. But he doesn't calm down, not even a little. God's bread, it makes me mad. So he cuts, uh, yeah, he cuts her off too. Day, night, hour, tide, time, work, play. Alone in company still my care hath been to have her matched. And having now provided... So there's all this weird, awkward rhythm Rhythms, there, right? right. I mean, day, night, hour, tide, time, work, play, all single syllables. which yeah. And they have those hard sounds in them. Yeah. Right? Time. It's like spitting. Yeah. Still my care hath been to have her matched, and having now provided a gentleman of noble parentage, of fair demeans, youthful and nobly trained. So now he goes back to regular blank verse where he's regular in rhythm. So it's almost like he's trying to logically explain this to his daughter. And hold it together right? in front of these women. Yeah. Because he's he's blown up, and now he has to regain has to, his like, place of center. Regroup, right? Yep. A gentleman of noble parentage, of fair domains, youthful and nobly trained, stuffed, as they say, with honorable parts, proportioned as one's thought would wish a man. And then, so he's like, he's great. He's what are you talking about? Handsome, he's fantastic. He's wealthy. Yeah. He's stuffed with good parts. Yes. <laughs> For goodness sake. I've seen inside his codpiece. No, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then he turns mm. back on her. And then to have a wretched puling fool. Puling just means lying there, you know? Um, it's a term that applies to babies lots of times, right? A whining mammoth. So a, a mammoth is a doll. It's his plaything here. His daughter is supposed to be doing what he tells her to do. Mm -hmm. 
in her fortune's tender. So she's sitting here at the moment that she's been offered the best thing of her life, her fortune. Mm -hmm. She's been tendered this beautiful gift to answer, I'll not wed. I cannot love. I am too young. I pray you pardon me. And so he descends to mocking her, which yeah. is really unbecoming. But as you will not wed, I'll pardon you. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to pardon you right the fuck out of my house. Right. Yeah. Not under my roof. You Graze, yeah. <laughs> Graze where you will, you shall not house with me. Look to it. Think on it. I do not use to jest. I'm not a guy who jokes. Ever, really. Yeah. Right? Right. And, and the t t spitting, spitting, spitting. Spitting angry. Thursday is near. Lay hand on heart. Advise. And you be mine. I'll give you to my friend. And A-N is just if. Okay? So if you're mine, I'm going to give you to my friend. If you're not mine, you can fucking leave. All right? Mm -hmm. And you be mine, I'll give you to my friend. And you be not hang, beg, starve, die in the streets. For by my soul, I'll ne'er acknowledge thee, nor what is mine shall never do thee good. So you will never get a penny. Yeah. Some and he's food. also warning the wife yeah. and the nurse yeah. who are in the room. You are also mine, and you are not going to support this child. Yep. Not, not after I have done with her. Yep. Nope. Yep, yep. Nobody's going to help her. And some more teas now. Trust to it. Bethink you, I'll not be forsworn. What's forsworn? Promise, and we and okay to pull back your promise. So it's like to go back on a promise. Okay. So he has made a huge promise to yes, someone to who's higher status than him. Right, and it's his reputation. His reputation hangs there. He cannot. He cannot see any way around it. And off he goes. Off he storms. He storms out. He's not listening for anybody's arguments on this right. at all. He's done. Yep. He's made his pronouncement. Is there no pity sitting in the clouds that sees into the bottom of my grief? Oh, sweet mother, cast me not away. Delay this marriage for a month, a week. Or if you do not, make the bridal bed in that dim monument where Tybalt lies. Foreshadowing. So much foreshadowing. And Lady Capulet. Talk not to me, for I'll not speak a word. Do as thou wilt, for I have done with thee. So Lady Cap, in her defense, is following the rules that her husband has set, yep. as she always does, because she that's her role. Yep. She doesn't have a choice. And all Juliet is saying is, just just, just give me a, 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 just give time. Me a few days, a, give me some time. And, oh God. Oh, nurse, how shall this be prevented? Yeah, so she has God and nurse left to her. Right? The only That's two, yeah. yeah. And then she talks about where her husband is and stuff, but she, what she really wants is... Comfort me, counsel me, alack, alack, that heaven should practice stratagems upon so soft a subject as myself. What sayest thou? Hast thou not a word of joy? Some comfort, nurse. Faith, here it is. So, some comfort nurse faith, here it is. Shared line, but. A shared line, but it's eight beats. So, there are two beats of silence. Which we, I know we talk about this and I harp on it, but it's interesting in terms of where do you leave that silence? It changes context, right? Right. So, it could, so it could be in Juliet or it could be in the nurse. It could be some comfort nurse. Yeah. Right? Could it could be, be that. Right? It could be some comfort, nurse. Faith. Here it is. 
Or, you know, like she was like, what am I going to say? Right? right. Or some comfort nurse. Faith. Here it is. Right. Right. And all three sound or it really could be at the end. Yeah. Right. Some comfort nurse faith. Here it is. And then she's like, oh, what am I going to say? Yeah. Right. So there's so, a lot of choices. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And she has a 12-beat line to follow that. Oh, so, I mean, you could put Romeo at the end of the last line, but I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. no. So we've got, Romeo is banished and all the world to nothing. So nothing. how did we get here? This is fucked. This is so bad. And I helped you in this whole thing, right? Yep. Romeo is banished and all the world to nothing. That he dares ne'er come back to challenge you. Right. Yep, it's just cold. Or if he do, it needs must be by stealth. So, so he'd have to sneak back. Yeah. So this is her assessing the situation, mm -hmm. right? And then she makes a choice. Then, since the case so stands as now it doth, I think it best you married with the county. The county, county is, is a count. Is Paris. Is count Paris. Oh, he's a lovely gentleman. So there again is a line with two beats of silence, right? So she says, Juliet, you should marry the count. Oh, he's a lovely gentleman, right? Like she sees Juliet's like, what? what? Right? Or she said, I think it's best you marry with the county. Oh, he's a lovely gentleman, mm -hmm. right? Like thinking about what she wants to say. It could be anywhere. Romeo's a dish clout to him, an eagle, madam, hath not so green, so quick, so fair an eye as Paris hath. Beshrew my very heart. I think you are happy in this second match, for it excels your first, or if it did not, your first is dead, and twere as good he were as living here, and he no use of him. Ooh, those last single syllables, and your especially the word dead. dead, for twere as good he were. How do you receive that, Juliet? Not well. Yeah, exactly. Speakest thou from thy heart? And from my soul, too. Or else beshrew them both. What's beshrew? Curse. Curse them. So she's like, if I'm not speaking truth, curse my heart and my soul. And Juliet says, Amen. Yeah, like curse, curse your him. fucking heart and your soul. What? Well, thou hast comforted me marvelous much. Go in and tell my lady I am gone having displeased my father to Lawrence Sell, to make confession and to be absolved. A little bit awkward and weirdly out of rhythm there, right? Yep, yep, yep. Well, because so. she's, I mean, she said she's lying. I'm going to go to Lawrence to make amends, but yeah. that's not what she's doing. Nope. Mary, I will, and this is wisely done. So the nurse is like, oh, good. I gave her good advice, and she's going to take it. Ancient damnation. Almost wicked fiend. So talk about those two things. How are they different? Well, or are they the same? I don't know. I think ancient damnation comes from the ancient feud. Yeah. And then almost wicked fiend who had been friend. Yeah. Right? You so had been like... Take out one letter and it's friend to fiend. Yeah. Nice one, Erin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Win-win. Huzzah. <laughs> crash <laughs> <laughs> is it more sin to wish me thus forsworn or to dispraise my lord with that same tongue which she hath 
praised him with above compare so many thousand times. Go, counselor, thou and my bosom henceforth shall be twain. What does that mean? I'm that not good. my bosom. Yeah, yeah. Nurse and me, we are no longer friends. You, yeah. we, like you, you counseled me. This was fine, and now I'm in love. And now you counsel counsel me that I should marry someone else, and you think it's all fine. And I don't trust you at all anymore. And I, yep. I am dissolving the bonds that that hold us. Yep. Yep. I strip you of your princess points. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm referencing all kinds of all these movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll to the friar to know his remedy. If all else fail, myself have power to die. I can choose to die. No yeah. one can stop me from that. Right. I can make my own choice there. Yep. <gasps> oh, little girl. Juliet. Well, she just turned from a little girl to a woman, didn't yeah. she? In a very harsh and upsetting climate there. That yeah. switch got flipped. Yeah. Oof. Oh, she's such a great character. I know. I wish I had gotten to play her. Yeah. You have to be. You have to be super young to play Juliet. Yeah. Otherwise, it comes off so not okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, you, I think you need to be between the ages of like thirteen and eighteen. Yeah. To adequately capture her. Seize spirit. your chance, guys. Yeah. Do Go it now. Do it. <laughs> Go do it. And I would say, you know, in reading. Guys, you volunteer to read Julia, too. I mean, you're going to learn so much about girls by reading Juliet. Mm. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Don't be afraid to do that. Be like, I want to read Juliet today. Yeah. In your classroom, right? Yeah, because that's how it was done. Yeah. Boys your age, well, younger than you probably, but we're reading Juliet. We're playing Juliet. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, we gotta get we gotta end this puppy. Yeah, oh end my this god, you're good to go. Sorry, it's so long. <laughs> That's okay. It's just Act Three, and then we'll go back to shorter episodes. Yeah, yeah. We hope you're loving it. We had a wonderful um, review from a fan, and please, if you like it, please leave reviews, rate us, and pass it on. Share it. Yeah. to other people. It really matters. Your reviews, really. Yeah. Even if you hate it, review it. Yeah, because it matters. It matters, and we will adjust, and we'll read some reviews on here one day yeah all right all right thanks so much for tuning in i'm aaron and i'm diana and this and is this is fuck shakespeare. shakespeare for additional fun shit from fuck shakespeare you can head to our website at fckshakespeare.com or find us on instagram at fckshakespeare if you are enjoying this podcast you could support us for as little as 99 cents per month just click the support button on the page on spotify or anchor tell your friends <laughs>